0: everybody, welcome to the River Valley Podcast. My name is Kirk Graham and I'm here with Logan. I'm back. Welcome back. Thank you. From Paris, right? Uh, I've been
1: in a lot of cities in the last eight days.
0: We talked about this, but this weekend you're in Vancouver.
1: Yes. I, in, the, in the last eight days, I was Amsterdam, Brussels, Antwerp, Paris, Vancouver, Seattle, and Minneapolis.
0: What kind of life are you living? A blessed one. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Uh, you're in ministry and get to travel the world. One was vacation.
1: Yeah, the, Europe was vacation. We we went to Europe for four days, if you can believe it. I believe it. Four days. We did all that in four days. Mac and I, we just love to go fast.
0: Uh, it only takes eight hours to it, get to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, saying, it, no, it, it is true. I'm just saying. It, like, it was nonstop. When you think Amsterdam. about it like that, it's just. it's. Yeah. yeah we just, slept on the plane. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, you take a quick nap and yeah.
1: you're there. Yeah, it was awesome. And then Vancouver this last weekend. I, what were you doing in Vancouver? I was with River Valley Vancouver. Yep, the family there. There, it officially becomes River Valley Vancouver in January, but um, they they're ready right now. They're ready. Like I talked to so many people, and they were just pumped.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, for those that are listening, there's a church in Vancouver called Life Church, and in January they are publicly rebranding and they currently carry our mission vision values but they're publicly rebranding to become river valley vancouver Um, and it's just it's kind of a god partnership that came about and excited to see what comes of it over the next few years as well as um potentially new locations outside of minnesota that are That same type of model, um, different than our current campuses, but uh, really led by um, pastors in that community that know that community that follow along. They're doing the Behold series right now. Yeah, I Uh, I preached part two. uh, Did it go good?
1: I thought so. I mean, it's hard to... I saw someone in the airport. I didn't get his name. After but, no, on the way there. On the way there, and he's like, Pastor Logan, great message a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I'm going to Vancouver right now to preach. He's like, Good luck, great job. So, oh, from
0: from Minnesota,
1: from Minnesota, saying? from our yeah, church. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I don't know his name, but shout out, dude. The world is massive and it's so small. It's I true, can't believe it. Uh, well, welcome back. Glad that you're Thank back you. for the podcast and excited to dive in. Uh, I have a question for but, you. Okay. If you
1: could live in another country that was not America, where would you live? Turkey.
0: Hmm. That was quick. Turkey's my favorite place you, in the world. Are you outside called to be one of the 500 States. in Turkey? Um I, I ask the Lord every day. Every day? Yeah, I mean, I th- anytime I think about it, I'm just I'm available. Uh but I I'm in the right place right now. So i I'm happy I love to be here. Turkey as well. Turkey's my favorite place in the world outside of the United States.
1: It might be mine too. There's a lot of places that I love, but man, Turkey's up there.
0: You want some reasons? Absolutely. Okay, here's some reasons. I love Turkey because the people are amazing. Mm-hmm. Hospitality is incredible. They're unreached, which means there's a mission uh, to mm-hmm. accomplish. Uh, the food is great like food. Mediterranean food, great food, uh, can't miss. And they have major city, mm-hmm. uh, which the world is, is becoming more connected. It's, we're, we're, we have a global culture. So there's a lot of Istanbul, Turkey that feels like New York City, Mm-hmm. Or any other major city here in America. Obviously there's a language barrier, but many people speak English there. And yeah, go to um, Katakoy. Yeah, you go to Katakoy and and meet these young people. And what's crazy is this is kind of on the spiritual side is is there are a lot of young people that are leaving the Muslim faith mm-hmm. and becoming secularists, which which the challenge of reaching people that are Muslim is th- They have to reject their family's faith. That is a huge hurdle, like to reject Islam and to tell their parents. uh, That's a huge hurdle to win them to Christ. But they're already jumping that hurdle to leave Islam, to become secularists, Mm Because they enjoy what they see on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like, and we, we're living in this global culture. So one of the major problems or hurdles to reach people for Christ is um them actually telling their parents that, hey, I'm I'm no longer about Islam because it leads to death. And uh now you have all these young people that they're saying they're atheists or they, you know, they believe in a higher power, but it's not, you know, they kind of all lead the same place or whatever they believe now. And I think that is fertile ground to reach them for Jesus Christ. So uh, there's, there's an excitement there, but I, I love an urban environment. I love a city. It's awesome, but then also you've got in northeast Turkey, you've got the mountains. Yep. I mean, the, it's it's mountainous, and it's incredible. You have it's green like, in the summer. There's there's skiing
1: um, and snowboard. Like, there's great—I yep. um, can't remember. It starts with a B. It's like Bursa or something is where there's a great ski hill and then mountain, not hill, we're used to Minnesota. <laughs> and yep. then in Antalya, they have, like, resorts and—
0: that's oh yeah crazy. it's super awesome nice on the north you have the black sea yep. which is incredible like to just go swim in the black sea that's crazy yep. uh and then on the south they have the mediterranean sea um and it's also where the seven churches of Re- revelation are it's mm-hmm. like bible lands mm-hmm. so hopefully i'm selling this to somebody that somebody's gonna move to turkey just because we're talking about someone's like, called somebody's called um which would be cool where love, love where turkey. were you at this weekend what campus Oh, now I'm thinking. I was at Egan. I almost forgot. I was laughing because I was like, I cannot remember. Um, I, I I spent time uh, Saturday at Apple Valley and then on Sunday at Egan, which uh, they were doing baptisms. They're doing baptisms three weekends in a row, um, and they're just going to keep doing it. They're just going to keep the tub up until people stop signing up. And wow. they just said, people are signing up and want to do it. And Great. At, actually, they, they baptized three people at the 9 a.m. service. And uh, shout out to Blake, who uh, he and his wife go to – to egan and i walked in before the 9 a.m and he goes today's the greatest day he's like my friends that we've been praying for for years they got saved a little while ago and they're getting water baptized and he's like i'm getting in the tank i'm baptizing my wife um and i I, he's like the day is the best day and i was like wow dude this is awesome like some sunday this last sunday was somebody's favorite day which is it's like yeah that's awesome and then the 11 o'clock service nobody had been read nobody was registered and topper just gets up there uh, after the first song uh topper is the campus pastor uh he goes hey nobody's registered but if if you're here you've never been water baptized like now's the time why why wait why what, mm-hmm. are, what are we doing he's like we got t-shirts shorts towels whatever you need we could do this and a grown man gets out of his chair and he's like, I'm doing it. And he goes goes gets changed during song two, comes back out during song three. Uh, and his wife is with him and she's bawling, seeing her, her husband get baptized. Wow. Like he didn't come to church knowing he was getting baptized. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. But he knew in the moment, like today's for me. And at the eleven, they baptized him. And so I, I loved being at Egan. The team's amazing. Uh the 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 culture of our church is strong right now at Egan. Love it. I used to work there. Tommy asked this question a
1: couple weeks ago. We didn't get to it. What's the difference between demonic oppression and demonic possession?
0: A huge conversation. I mean, we could have a few podcasts on this. Um, I'll say this. We we believe in demonic oppression. We also believe in possession. Um, Oppression is when something gets on you. Um, There's an attack on your life. Uh, There's a heaviness. There's a belief in the lie of an enemy. Uh, of the enemy. Um, and that can bring oppression. You can open the door to demonic oppression when you do something that you don't have faith for. Um, and so you can read Romans chapter 14 about, you know, do what you have faith for. Um, and if you got the faith to do it, we're not talking about like the 10 commandments. We're just talking about gray areas of, of living, you know, whether it's, uh, something that, you know, a show that you watch, or or something that you uh, put your, you give thought to, your mind to, or that you um, dwell on. If it's something that you uh, ingest or digest, like whether it's drinking or or eating, or who you spend time with, um, a conversation that I have in my house and with my family, my wife, um, we're only going to do things we have faith to do. And so there are certain things that. Some Christians do and they've got the faith and the freedom to do it um, and and it comes uh, that, that freedom comes from the Lord I believe it and and so they live a certain way or do a certain thing and there are some things that the Holy Spirit has not given us the faith for or the freedom to do and um, that's also a line of sin this sin is not just the Ten Commandments sin is doing what the Holy Spirit asks asks you to do and not doing what the Holy Spirit asks you to not to do. And so when you go against the Holy Spirit, that opens a door to oppression. And oppression inadvertently is demonic oppression. So um, you, we could have a conversation about what is demons. Uh, you know, demons are fallen angels, um, the devil is a fallen angel. Um, and so, we, yeah, we could actually on Disciple You on our app, uh, Pastor Davey Collins teaches uh, a course called power over satan and demons um and talks about angels talks about the demonic but i'll say this when you're not saved and the holy spirit is not living in you then you there's an emptiness there's a void in your life that can be possessed by uh demonic forces and so there when you travel the world globally um and and it's it's i feel like it's more seen or more public uh Around the world in different cultures, uh, just because uh, I think people are more spiritual than you give them credit. But in other cultures, they are just more publicly spiritual, whether it's voodoo or um, astrology or what, whatever it is. Just spirituality that is not the truth, therefore it leads to death. You're they're opening themselves up, but the problem is they don't have the Holy Spirit living in them, so they're mm. they're an empty house that the devil and demonic forces go they're opening themselves up, we can enter. Um, and they're given permission to enter. That's just, it's kingdom rules. So like, if they're empty and they open themselves up, um, then they can be possessed, and you see that. And what's cool is when you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you cannot be possessed. I believe that. You can be oppressed but I've got the Holy Spirit living in me. And what's even cooler is as a Christ follower, and this is what we teach our children, is there are demonic forces and there's real evil in the world, uh, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And you are infinitely more powerful than the devil and the darkness and demonic forces. Mm-hmm. Infinitely, it's not, it's not even close. I actually just talked to this my oldest daughter the other night, and she was asking questions. And I said, what's more powerful, light or dark? And she said, light. And I said, well, why? And she was having a tough time, like, putting words to why she believed that. I I, I just think it kind of, maybe it's just like a feeling, like, I think light is more powerful because I'm afraid of the dark or whatever it is. And I I said, it's more powerful because when you turn a light on, the darkness leaves. But if you're in a lit room, and I just use the example of, like, a basket or a bucket, like... Inside the bucket might be dark, like I might put it on the table and there's darkness in the bucket. But what happens in the room, darkness cannot drive out light. Light drives out darkness. And we have the light of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living in us. We are infinitely more powerful than any darkness. So I will fear no evil for the Lord God is with me. Come on. Good question. I don't know if I fully No, it's
1: great. It's great. And there's so much to it. I think a lot of times people in the States like you said, there it's not as prevalent. The possession is not as prevalent. And so I think you have a more conflicted view of people who some people are like, there's demons everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, Um, and and there's a popular popular movement of in the church and with Christ followers, this idea of deliverance from demonic possession. Of um, Christians. Of Christians, which we don't believe. Right. But... Uh, It's just important to say a lot of those things that they're dealing with with those people, with those Christ followers, are fleshly issues. And I love—I forget who said it, uh, but I love this statement that you don't cast out the flesh, you crucify it. So how we deal with fleshly issues—addictions, believing the lie of the enemy, habitual actions, those types of things—fleshly issues— you don't cast them out as if it was a little demon in you that was causing you to smoke three packs of cigarettes every day. Uh, You... No, you crucify the flesh, um, and you cast out demonic forces. And so as a Christ follower, uh, we're not casting out demonic forces because you're possessed, although we can fight against demonic oppression because there's an attack on your life, and we do fight against that using the Word of God, the promise of God, the truth of God, our faith, prayer, good language, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, the way I see the demonic taking place sometimes is what 1 Timothy 4 talks about the spirit clearly says this is 1 Timothy 4 1 the spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscious consciences have been seared with a hot iron and it goes on to list they forbid people to marry they abstain they're, they're hypocritical They're they're trying to they're trying to use their legalism or their authority or whatever it is to hide people from the truth. And I think that a lot of people don't think that's a manifestation of the demonic or deceiving spirits. But the point of this is saying it may not look the same, but the enemy is trying to take you away from truth. And I think sometimes people get caught up in things that are almost true. It's like what you just yep. talked about with the the deliverance. It's almost true. There's scriptural evidence that says things that are very close to that. Yep. But it's the almost true that I think the enemy is trying to take us from the things in our life and many people who feel in the states like oh I'm too smart to be possessed by a demon or i'm too I'm too smart to deal with voodoo or whatever it is which side note there is actually a lot of Wiccans and priestesses and people that are doing crazy evil stuff right here in Minneapolis. They just hosted a conference recently here, yeah. the Wiccan conference or whatever it was. And so that's here, but it doesn't manifest as much because I think there's a lot of people that would see it and kind of be like, ah, that's weird, that's not real, whatever. But what does happen all the time is those half-truths or the three-quarter truths that people use to twist the word of God to lead people astray is that's the enemy at work just as much, just like it says in 1 Timothy.
0: Mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I I think the the message to the church is you don't have to be afraid, um, and you're not going to accidentally catch a demon. (laughs) um, And so it just doesn't work like that. You've got the Holy Spirit living in you. The Holy Spirit's not going to share a home with a demon. um, And so you're safe and secure, but you still need to obey the Holy Spirit and not open yourself up to uh, an attack of the enemy, in regards to demonic oppression. But the scripture you just read started with they abandoned the faith. And so a whole different discussion is apostasy, that you can be a Christ follower and you can uh, you can choose to reject what you once saw as true and what was true for you and the way you lived. And you can say, hey, I'm turning my back on the faith. and um, And that's called apostasy. I do believe in the falling away. That's
1: such a unique one because I've done a lot of research on that over the past, I don't know, Whenever you say a lot of research, it's like how much is a lot over the past several months.
0: 15 minutes on Instagram.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I watched a 30-second <laughs> yeah. reel on that once. Yeah. Um it, it seems to me that those who believe in apostasy and those who don't believe in apostasy, to me, they're saying very similar things. Like there's a group that would say, no, you can't, because and, and their their point is if you've walked away from the faith, that means you never had it. To begin with, yeah, yeah, like you, you, you weren't one of the elect. You weren't one of the chosen from God. Like you walked away from the faith. But I think to me, and again, maybe there's theologians that are listening. If we have some, then they're shuddering that they that I would say this. As I research this, and again, I really care about these issues quite a lot. It feels like, well, of course. When you face God, that's when it matters, so to speak. But maybe a more Calvinist or a more um, someone who doesn't believe in apostasy might say, "No, like your whole life is a testament to that moment. Every moment, God knew and ordained and He and He predestined it to, to happen. But then you also have your whole life is a part of your redemption story if, if you believe in free will and that." to to me all that to say i'm not i actually am probably confusing people more than i'm helping people and i apologize no but I, I i think that whether you believe that you that when you receive salvation it's eternal forever you can never lose it or you believe that you can receive salvation and walk away to me it feels like what matters is what christ says at the end of your life because we believe just like the sinner on the cross that you can accept you can, you can see salvation. I don't think Jesus said that just to say it. I think he really meant there's something about that repentance, that acknowledgement of who I am. Maybe he said more on the cross. Maybe they were chatting up there while they were hanging for quite a while that we yep. didn't get that wasn't written down. I'm not saying that there was. Maybe it was just that one phrase. Yep. But maybe maybe they chatted for a little bit. Yep. <laughs> you know They had some time. Yep. But clearly Jesus knew something. and So all that to say— I I hope that your view on that doesn't change the fact that we believe and we are praying for and the reason we're here is so that we can bring as many people in oh, yeah. to receive the gift oh, yeah. of salvation. And if they have walked away as the prodigal son walked away again some of the I would I would land there where I think you can walk away from this that you can be apostasy as well, but I think I understand both sides to say the main purpose is I want to face God and say God, I, my account is that I've I do have salvation because of the things I see in your word. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's not yeah. by works. It's not yeah. by what you've done. And so yep. it's, it's a very confusing topic. I, I, and,
0: I, and when you do when you do see God in on that day, you can't change your mind or your decision. Right. Right. So that it's important to make it on this side of eternity. And as much as we believe in apostasy or the falling away or abandoning the faith, uh, we believe in the assurance of salvation. Uh, and so I believe that when you say yes to Christ and you believe in your heart, confess your mouth, that Jesus is Lord God raised him from the dead, that you are are saved, um, I believe you can fake that moment, but you know you're faking that moment. Like, you should not be sitting here nervous, am I actually saved? I I I believe in God, and I love the Lord, and I've asked for forgiveness, and I want Him to lead my life. Am I saved? Like, for sure. Like, if people can fall mm-hmm. away, am I sure? Yes, you can be sure. You can have the assurance of right. your salvation, and you can also turn your back on God. Mm-hmm. I
1: want to get to prayer requests as we close today. Chaska Campus Online and AV coming up, some prayer requests. And then if you have any praises, I know there's praises happening all over. I heard at Vancouver there was some praises of people who had surgeries and got amazing reports, doctors that were dumbfounded, uh, someone whose son was kind of walking away from the Lord and then ended up going to a retreat, which was funny. The retreat that he went to, there was actually some students from River Valley Youth that were at this same retreat where he starts getting back on fire for the Lord. I'm not saying they're responsible, but it's amazing that somebody in, from Vancouver had people from River Valley Youth. Now they're all going to be part of the same church yep. and they're going to be able to meet someday. Oh my goodness, you're from the same church that I go to. So, uh, But he is now on on fire learning more about the Lord. So just awesome. some awesome praises there. From Shasta Campus, uh, praying for someone else who is infertile, and they're longing for another child after two years of waiting. Pray for their healing. Another person healing for spasms in my dad's stomach. Their family is looking for a church home, and it was our second time here. Pray for guidance for us. We'd love if it could be your home. We'd love for that to happen in Chaska. Online campus, praying for a friend, Craig, who is blessed with beautiful, gifted Christian wife. Amen. Pray for him.
0: Love that there's an online win.
1: Yeah. Uh, my friend... Chris, who has an implant, uh, praying for him. It just happened on Wednesday. Praying for my kids, that they would—they have colds, ear infections. I've heard a lot of that. A lot of people that are sick. And also praying for my pathology reports to come back as benign. Oh, praise. They did. They came back benign.
0: Oh, it was a praise report. Amen. God does it. I said, I'm so thankful. We had all staff this week, and we just heard a a testimony of there was a a growth in somebody's mouth. um, And... I think I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you remember the shout out? I don't know if it was cancerous or not. That's the I can't remember. But um, this was Pastor Allen sharing about somebody at Crosstown, and uh, went back to the doctor, and it was totally gone. Like like, and they were like, "Did we did we get a misread? Was it a miss? You know?" And it's like, nope, it's the power of God, mm. miracle, amazing. Another
1: one from online praying for my neighbor. Just found out she has breast cancer, mm. healing in Jesus' name from Apple Valley. Last one here, praying for my friend. She just had a baby and is struggling with depression. We're asking peace over her and her family and her home.
0: All right, let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you are able to meet every need. And uh, even though the needs can be overwhelming, we are not overwhelmed uh, because we've got you. And you are able to meet needs. And, and I love praying the prayer on earth as it is in heaven. So in heaven, there's no more sickness. There's no more hurting. There's no more pain. There's no more tears. Uh, but there's joy everlasting. There's peace everlasting. There's wholeness complete complete in you, Lord. We just pray right now uh, that it would be on earth as it is in heaven over every single one of these needs. We thank you for the praise reports. You are actually real. And you are actually really Answering prayer, you're doing the miraculous. So, Lord, do it again. You don't run out of energy, you don't run out of miracles, you don't run out of the ability or the strength to do it time and time again. So, we ask that you would do it time and time again over our congregation and over all of these needs and many more that are represented across the house. Lord, meet needs, do the miraculous, answer prayer. And we praise you, we praise you, we praise you uh, for all of these praise reports and in advance of what you're going to do. And just as we wrap up this podcast uh, and we're in the middle of a Behold series, um, I thank you that Mary Mary got two beholds and her response was, Behold, let it be done to me, as the Lord says. And so, Lord, we just pray that that would be our response in every step of our life. Lord, whatever you have for me, let it be done according to your will. Let it be done as the Lord says. Pray all these things in Jesus name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to the River Valley podcast. It would help us out a ton if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and also share it with somebody. We hope that this isn't just for people in our church. We hope that this is people far beyond that. But we know that people in our church maybe don't even know about it yet. We're talking about it on the weekends. We're sharing it in announcements, but maybe you're a listener, but someone in your small group isn't, or someone at your campus. So would you send it to them, share it with them, so that they can receive this, and then rate it wherever you listen, so that more people can find this podcast.
0: If you have questions about faith, about church, about belief, about theology, about the Bible, please submit your questions. You can find us on Instagram at River Valley MN. You can also uh, email us, finding us on our website, RiverValley.org. Please, we want to hear your questions so that we can continue to answer those or at least respond to them here on the podcast. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you in church this weekend.